This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Those who remember history are also doomed to repeat it. Good morning, Night Vale. Hi, it's me, Meg Bashwinner, in this very special episode because Hal Lublin is off tonight and we are joined by the wonderful Cecil Baldwin. That's me. Hi. Hi, everybody. Oh, and hey, it's me, Symphony. I'm here too. So, and, um, you know, we're here as cast members of Welcome to Night Vale to talk about this amazing podcast because we love it and we love each other and we love you. Today, is Tuesday, November 9th, the year of our Spaghetti Monster 2021. And it is currently 909, 909er PM. It's a 9 or 9 So, yeah, when you hear us, my friends, it will be not this date. So, if something we say, we don't bring up something that happened, it's because we're in the past. And we're here to talk about episode 98. All right, this is an easy episode description. It is execution day. Let's talk about it. Oh boy, is it. Wow. You guys, this episode was wild and made me sad. Yeah. It's it's sad. It's definitely like an issues episode where it's like, yeah, we're, we're talking about the death penalty and we are using, we are using this five headed dragon as our opportunity to talk about it. And we, we've sort of come to the end of this uh, really long plot that we've been, like the trial of Hiram McDaniels mm-hmm. and all of the back and forth and Hadassah and all this stuff sort of comes to to the end here. And we're like, it, it is such a, you know, high stakes culmination. And also we find out, I just heard a loud noise from my house. Uh, it's probably fine. It's probably just Joseph Fink. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Um, of oh, so- Joseph Fink. <laughs> So, yeah, so it's very high stakes and we're like coming to the end of this major plot point here and you like it's we're sort of back and forth throughout the whole episode about what's going to happen here Uh, because we have the executioner, which is really funny, Mm -hmm. this whole executioner bit and Dale Dale and um, and but we also Hiram also has all these plans to escape and we've been hearing about them. So it's like you just you you don't know if these two things are going to intersect and then they do. And also, and also old woman Josie, they set right. you up the whole episode. It's like, Absolutely. oh, yeah, Hiram McDaniel, Hiram McDaniel. There's lots of stuff happening down at the courthouse. But then, like, Cecil is talking about old woman Josie, like, really personally, mm-hmm. kind of, like, setting it up. You're like, oh, no, oh, no, she might not be long for this world. 
And that's what we've been feeling for the last few episodes as well. So this anticipation, like you said, Cecil, has just been building. So, of course, I think it's going to be, like, we're led to believe that the sadness is going to be about Josie, and then it's not. And then, I mean, she kind of seems okay at the end, right? Yeah. She's still hanging on. Yeah, when she takes a turn, she, like, gets up off the couch and, like, go and she kind of goes out and, like, joins the Erica's, you know, and, like, witnesses this, like, tragic moment of the innocent dragon head getting murdered, (laughs) like, straight up dragon slaughtered. But it gives Old Woman Josie this new lease on life to, like, reconnect Mm -hmm. with her friends and, like, you know, be with her loved ones. Deep. But she's still Chekhov's old lady. Yeah. I know. <laughs> just a just a battle axe hanging above the bed. Yeah. Just waiting. <laughs> just, just precariously placed. Don't 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 move too fast, old woman Josie. Yeah. Sword of Damocles hanging above my head. I gotta say, this episode was like uh, this is why I don't listen to that many episodes because I'm like, Cecil, what are you doing with these accents? What is what do you what is happening I, I right now you, with you, Cecil? <laughs> when we were listening to this episode, I heard you say that, and I just kind of was like, huh, we'll discuss this during the recording because I thought it was great. As always, I think you do such a good job of um, distinguishing the heads. It's hard as an actor, I think, to hear your own voice yeah. sometimes back, even if you this is your business, you've been doing this for a really long time, but especially when you're not in your own normal voice, this isn't like your wheelhouse where you like live generally. Yeah. It's weird to hear and you're like, oh, I could have done that a different way, right? It's that. It's just like I can, I can hear um, Jackson Public so clearly mm-hmm. in my brain because he right. made those Five, five accents, you know, the Texan, the, the mm-hmm. you know, the, the cartoony sounding one, the other cartoony sounding one, the one that's always having a nervous breakdown, <laughs> you know, so like he, so like he made those accents and they're ones that I, I'm kind of like stepping into his shoes whenever I have to do that. So I'm just like, I don't know, I sound like a demented fraggle. I don't know if this is what it's supposed to sound like, but okay, here we go. But I think that's the genius of it, though, because it's it's mm-hmm. not you being Jackson Public. No, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's Cecil trying to <laughs> do these voices, and so it, it that like sort of by design, it has that level of remove that works. Because it's true. like if you were to spot on do it, I don't think it would be true to the character of Cecil. It would just be weird. You'd yeah. be like, oh, huh, that's weird. And I don't, yeah, I don't think that the character of Cecil, like, I think it's funnier. If it's just like a little to the left. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I always think it's great. And also, I mean, just being able to tackle doing multiple voices for technically one character is already just a handful in itself. So even if you were terrible at the access, which would <laughs> still be hilarious, I think it 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 says something that you're just like, Flawlessly. How long did it take? We always wonder this. How long did it? Did, how many um, like reads of that do you think you had oh, to do? Who knows? I mean, with this, I can guarantee <laughs> it was like that. That audio file was patched up like Frankenstein's monster. You know, because like you know, when there's that many voices, you can't. I can't nail it all in one. So I would try to like give like no okay, one take. Like, CC just like just do the okay, just do the text and void. Just do the or just do this one and then kind of almost read those lines all together and then cut and paste them and put them where they need to go. 
Because once you're mm. in once you're in the groove of an accent, it's hard to shake that groove sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, to do the big pivot somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And to just like I've, drop it, you know, do like and then do a totally different accent. Which also goes to show the brilliance of Jackson Public when he's right? able to when he was able to do it live on just stage. Live. That was always crazy. Crazy. Yeah, and keep them Literally, all straight. It looked insane. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I would have to like color code that. I'd be like, okay, blue yep. is the, then, yeah. yeah. Like, just to try to figure it out. See, these days, a lot of the voice work I do is reading to my daughter. Mm. Uh, so, uh, a lot of reading. And uh, I, I've do you read- do different characters? I was going to say, are you do the character voices? I do character voices. I also do <gasps> different accents. Like when I read her oh. Bluey, Bluey's book, Bluey's an Australian kids thing oh and yes. so I read her bluey book I do it in um I do it in New Zealand accent because that's easier oh nice <laughs> just like a you know probably it's a shame to all the Australians but the uh yeah so that's mostly the voice work that I've been doing nice when you read good night moon every night yeah you gotta make it fun <laughs> you gotta make it fun for somebody absolutely yeah. Because she's the baby's uh, going to be enthralled no matter what. Yeah, she's four months old. She has no idea what I'm saying or what we're doing. She just knows no. that like she's sitting in my lap with her stuffed animal and there's things happening in front of her face. So. Shapes and colors. That's yep. it. Just shapes and colors <laughs> and sounds. That's all that needs to happen. Yep. But they're really, but they're really like you know, like warm, cuddly shapes and sounds, which I'm sure she definitely appreciates. Yeah. And then there's some children's books that are just not good, and you're like, why? This isn't good. This doesn't make any sense. You're like Encyclopedia Britannica, PA through. <laughs> yeah, man, why did we start here? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I do. I do, I hate her, so I read her the encyclopedia. <laughs> I don't know. Get get a jump on that education. <laughs> yeah, just start reading some Tolstoy. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. You know, some really like hard hitting shapes and colors stuff. and sounds classics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Speaking of children, uh, let's talk about some of the segments. I mean, since we've kind of talked about the overarching like thing of this episode, let's talk a little bit about some of the segments, like maybe the Children Fun Fact Science Corner. Always stands out. It's always a favorite. This one is so terrifying. This one is so terrifying. I know. I like this. This was this was a good one in that because it assumed like right at the beginning they just uh, they're like oh well you should have gotten your materials the materials yeah. that we sent you in the mail so then of course the game for the rest of the episode or for the rest of the segment is what were the materials that were sent yeah and are we performing some sort of open heart surgery like oh yeah to and then like create like a at home defibrillator with a, car, with a car battery. Yeah. Yeah. To like make an incision, cut it open. Okay, great. Now just find a car battery. Just hook it but right up. But if your heart is already, why do you need a battery? What is it for? What, tell, you tell me. You got to jumpstart the heart that you got in the mail that was that FedEx sent to you. Uh, so it's, I was imagining that it was your, you're doing it to yourself. No, no. I think you like got like the torso of a cadaver. <laughs> oh, okay. They're like, okay, crack it open. Well, that's grosser. I thought you were performing some sort of surgery on yourself, which mm. is already upsetting. No, those are materials you already have, in theory. <laughs> to like, find your chest. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I thought you just got the scalpel and the wires in the oh. mail. 
and that they're instructing you on how to see my listening comprehension sometimes. It's tough. Not great. It's tough. I'm, it's why I'm I usually bad. write stuff yeah. down because it helps my brain think. Yeah. Yeah. We all have tools. Uh, Cease, do you ever get like real grossed out or freaked out or like kind of squ- squidged out by any of this stuff that comes across your desk? Um, not, you know, I don't get grossed out, like something like that, because, you know, it's all so theoretical in, you know, I'm like reading a piece of paper or I'm actually reading off of my computer. I'm not like having to do this stuff, but I will say, uh, sometimes like when the episodes get really like metaphysical creepy, I have Mm -hmm. creeped myself out, you know, where there's Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's somebody's calling from a crevasse somewhere and it keeps saying your name. I like a very Night Vale scenario, especially a Cecil's plot line with like his, with like his father and like his, like all like family stuff and the mirrors and all that shit comes up. I have freaked myself out a couple times where I'm just like, you know, the apartment gets really quiet when I'm not talking and you're like, hello, <laughs> hello. It's easy to freak yourself out. That's like the beginning of a horror movie. Uh, we've been Hello? talking about that. Listeners, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually at Cecil's house right now. And uh, today we were driving along some kind of rural roads. Oh, no, where like, there's no, lots- absolutely rural. Like the most <laughs> rural roads. I was trying to be gentle about it, but there were rural, rural roads. And there were some like, you know, Broken down ramshackly type used to be old structures that are now broken down and they're creepy looking. And we and kept we kept sort of daring each other to go in and be like, "Hey, do you want to <laughs> pretend like you're in a horror movie?" Just be like, "Hello, hi, <laughs> knock knock knock." Can I use your phone? Is anyone here? Hello, <laughs> is this the way to creepy old cabin? Ra- uh, creepy old cabin road. Is this is how we get up there? And as a rule, as a black person, I'm not the one who's going to be doing that because I am inevitably <laughs> the one who's going to be killed first. But also, I may be the final girl. We don't know. You might be the final girl, or it might be just everybody dies. Those are my favorites. You like y'all live or y'all <laughs> die. Like that's you know no hierarchies. Just that's how it works. Yeah, I, I like a, a like a horror story that where no one is saved, yeah, <laughs> like the all are punished. Sort of <laughs> just <Yeah>. that's it. <laughs> like we've we've unshackled society here. You're all fucked. Is how this goes. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of frees you a little bit because it's like if some people survive, it makes you feel bad. You're like, oh, that they have to go on without you know X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z. But if they're all gone, it's like, well, yeah. you're like, whoa, that was that was messed up. <laughs> yeah. Like at least, yeah, yeah, at least that's pretty clean though. Clean break. You can walk away feeling okay about that. I don't know. I'm a survivor. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Until I get that like knife in the chest, I, I'm gonna believe it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a survivor. I'm gonna last <laughs> through this. Whatever. Speaking of surviving things, what's with the water thing? <laughs> They're like, yeah, the water. You can totally yeah, drink that it. Water. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Put it in your body? Yeah, you know, never never trust. Never, ever trust. You, you say as you drink a bottle of water, Symphony. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those one of those good bits about 
is it the city council or is it just spokespeople for the water? I think it's spokespeople for the water. Uh, yeah. So it's like just never, never trust because it's always, they're, they're always saying something that's contrary to the actual, <laughs> yeah. actual truth. <laughs> Which is fun. And possibly, and more than likely, endangering the lives of yeah, many people. Fine. Sure, totally sure, fine. sure. Yeah. But, you know, we go on. But is that's the thing I was trying to figure out. I'm like, it's the whole water supply? Or just like... Sure. They were just like, water. I mean, I it is the, the desert. So you got to imagine there's like a central water supply system, right? Oh, yeah. And it's probably limited. Yeah. Real easy to poison that water in Night Vale. Yeah. Yikes. There's always the the kind of recurring, not necessarily so much as the theme as a like sort of sore spot of whenever they talk about water in Night Vale. Like there's oh the, yeah oh I guess like, I didn't realize that front area in the mm-hmm. desert and there's like other sort of yeah there's like yeah this thing where it's like a little sort of bruise yeah. and a weirdness anytime they talk about the water in the desert. So they're like water. Don't touch prime it. Prime example of that. I guess I don't understand that because coming from the Midwest or from a place where we all come from kind of places where fresh water is abundant. Well, you're by the ocean. You're, you're from the ocean, right? <laughs> I'm from New Jersey, so don't drink the water there. But uh, <laughs> but where I live oh, wow. now, there's a yeah. ton of water. I have a well and I drink out of it. Do you actually have like, like is it like a hand crank kind of kind of well or is it like a well that's connected to your house kind of well? It's a well that's connected to my house that's like, yeah, that has like a pump. And like thing. your baby can't fall down it. If I'm honest, I have really have no idea how it works. There's some water underneath my house somewhere. Do you know where it is? <laughs> yes. Oh. Yes, Ooh. I do know where it is, but I've never gone inside. You want to talk about where it? it is. There's like a little hut. I was like, what? You can go inside. There's like a hut. And then. You're going to find Samara in there. Yeah. Like the girl from the ring. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, this is, this is how the ring happens. Then you make you find a video in your house. You're like, honey, what is this? You're like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's put it in the VCR. And it's just the ring. Yeah, yeah. They're like, first you go out and you and you find a VCR. Nobody has a VCR anymore. That's the problem with that. Yeah. With the good old good old red cord, yellow cord. Get the TV VCR combo. I was gonna say, where would you get that from? Like a high school? Because like they're like literally like a high school AV. They're like the only people that probably still have those. <laughs> they're like, wait. We have these cords. You'd have to go to like a pawn shop. I was thinking about this because I have a ton of VHSs. <laughs> Why? Who oh. knows? Well, I know because I used to work at Blockbuster Video. <laughs> and when I was in college, um, like for like a summer and a half, and I got all these VHSs because I would just like buy stuff that was like, you know, I got a 50% off discount. And if it was already like. Yeah, you're like, this is like 50 cents. Two for $6. <laughs> it was like, cost me. Neck, they're paying me to take it. So they really were. That's why that blockbuster model really, you know, yeah. really stuck in there. They're like, please take our videos, <laughs> take, get them out of here. And so I have all these VHSs and no way to play them. Like, why do you still I have these? Symphonies? I had a VHS, like maybe just get, you, you just you can, you can do it. They're all, they're literally, I bet you, because, well, because I have like five or six VCR. I feel so uh, wasteful. Cassette tapes that are like the university production of hair that I did or, you know, like, like really personal stuff. Yeah. You know, like kind of family memories sort of stuff. 
But like, if you just have Romy and Michelle's high school reunion on VHS, girl, you can watch that on your phone. <laughs> it's a great movie. But do you need hard copy of it? <laughs> it's The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. I love that movie. But you can I'm like <laughs> you can watch it digitally. You can get it on your yeah. phone instantly yeah. right now for 99 cents. <laughs> I have a problem. What do I do with them? Uh you should unspool them all and make some sort of Just like let it go. uh let some it go. sort of art dress art? fashion thing. There you go. Repurpose. Oh, Repurpose then I won't that feel shit. wasteful. Make a big wig. <gasps> big wig. Big wig symphony. Oh, I could make a big wig. It would actually be like really, oh my God, here's a look. Here's a drag queen look. Would be to like make a wig out of video cassette and then do a like cute blockbuster uniform with like the khaki pants and like the blue shirt. But you've got like VHS wig. That's a terrible idea, Cecil. Don't do that. It's a free look. And the blue and yellow shirt. No, I like it. I think it's a great idea. I I mean, it's a free it's a free idea out there to all people who are drag queening or yeah, just like that's, that's what you want to be for Halloween or just life. Yeah. Or if you're in the dumpster behind Symphony's apartment and uh she finally gets rid of <laughs> her 35 VHS tapes. There's yeah. a lot of them. I, it's probably more than that. I have a problem. Oh. I also have a bunch of DVDs. I don't know if maybe. I can play DVDs on anything. Oh, maybe on my PlayStation. Yeah. There's too much stuff on the internet now. I don't need to do that. And like, what is it that we're really watching anyway? I feel like I used to watch things. Like I used to watch it yeah. when I was growing yeah. up. I would like watch the same DVD over and over again. or watch the same yep. VHS over That's and over so- again. And now I don't watch things more than once. Because it's just always there. That's true. That's untrue, Meg. You've watched Jackass, the yes. movie, a bunch of times. But that's part of my therapy. That's it's like a therapeutic <laughs> usage of it. Um, but yeah, I can't wait for that new movie to come out. They, wait, there's a new one? Yeah, Jackass 4. I think oh that sounds good. I was too yeah. old to be doing that. Yeah, well, that's sort of part of it. They, they, there's some new blood, yes. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was supposed to come out, but they pushed the release of it, so... It's like, well, well, COVID just continues to take, take, take. But yeah, I'm hoping I can go to like the oh. 10 a.m. parents showing of Jackass 4 and bring my baby. <laughs> They're like, you brought your baby to Jackass? <laughs> you better take a picture <laughs> with that baby of the poster. Being like, Jackass Whoa. 4. <laughs> Tweet at Johnny Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Steve-O. Yeah. It's her birthday. <laughs> right. Be like, this is your baby, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Yeah. That'll get him to respond. Uh-huh. Yep. Please, okay, fans, yeah, please friends, don't. do not that's, tweet that's at people that and you have their baby. To claim that, that your baby crazy is and weird. Uh, celebrities just because you like yeah, that celebrity. Definitely that's, no, duplicitous. don't do that. That's bad. Don't do that. Don't matter. <laughs> but Johnny I'm Maxwell only doing it your because it's true. All right? So this baby that I have here, right here, that's yours, Steve-O. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, like not watching things multiple times. I guess because there's so much, so many things we can watch now. Oh God! I don't have to like just watch the Royal Tenenbaums on repeat. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a good. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've seen that movie like a million times. I've seen Labyrinth a million times. Days and Confused. Days and Confused. I could quote that movie like it's it's weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's other ones that I've seen. Oh, half half baked. Honestly, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, 
Like, Lord, it, it was on TNT, like, every Thursday night. Yeah, it's, like, constantly, yeah, on, like, repeat or, like, marathon. Well, for me, I like I like the Lord of the Rings, be, you know, like, because it's, I, I, I know every beat of it. So if I'm in the, like, action-y mood, then I can, like, mm-hmm. kind of clue in on the action parts. And then I'll just sort of, like, run the romancy stuff. I'll just like, yeah, yeah, look, I'm making some cereal or doing something over here. It's, yeah, like, you just know it so well. I love stuff that you can just walk away from. Unlike you cannot walk away from this episode because, like, <laughs> things like Hadassah being put in that freedom cage. Wait, no, freedom of speech yeah, cage. she's real, she's she real was, pissed. Yeah. I mean— you have to feel for, like, her situation. She's, like, trying to do everything she can, and then, like... She's a dragon, like, so... She's also like, a okay. literal five-headed dragon as well, so... Right, so she's mad, and you can't... Oh, yeah. But, like, when she saw purple violet head, that made me so sad. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, like, like look away. Dana was even, like, no, and, like... And can I tell you, Cecil? I, w- I didn't. I wouldn't. No spoilers earlier from earlier, but like, you're acting like in the, at the end, like after we came back from the the weather. I put on my sad voice. You I acted the shit out of that last monologue. I was so sad. <laughs> sad voice. Yes, but you felt we could feel it. Yeah. sad boy. You brought it. You brought it right home to us. It's. I mean, it was. It was an easy. Yeah. I mean, it was really easy to like get into that scene. It was real because it's all kind of secondhand. It's all told secondhand. It's not like Cecil is there reporting what's going on. He's like, oh my god, somebody's been shot. It's like, okay, these were the things that have happened in the last ten minutes since the weather. So I don't know. It was. It was more like delivering. Like a like a mm-hmm. yeah, it was like reporting reporting something really tragic after the fact, you know, like having to like you know like you're like oh where's your son has died in combat kind of thing, which is like easy to get sad about, mm-hmm. you know, acting. I also felt like there there was a little bit of like it was just like I can't believe we're here. Yeah. I can't believe this. Oh has yeah, happened, don't type it, of thing. It, it really like Cecil was like despondent at the end. Like, I don't even think you got a classic good night, night veil, good night. Because he was like, I don't like, care. Fuck. Can I say fuck on this show? Mm-mm. Okay. I just, fuck. Like, please. Night veil. Like, just like end. The fuck show no. is over. Like, almost like a <laughs> unplug. Well, because it felt like actually there was like a sound of like, almost like Cecil walking out of yeah. the room yeah. or like the basically like a mic or like a mic drop type thing like just like I'm done with this right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually in Night Vale there's fucked up things that are happening but the fucked up things feel normal. So it's like the people in, they don't the, the the inhabitants of the city are not ever really all too taken aback by the fucked up things mm-hmm. ha- that are happening and then this is something that's mm-hmm. like fucked up that happens that everyone's like oh that's that was messed up. That was that this is not, yeah. It's, I mean, it was mm-hmm. like someone who is quote acquitted or like found innocent and then like wrongfully murdered in front of everybody. Like, that's pretty brutal, even for Night Vale. Because in Night Vale, it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, it's like in Night Vale, it's like a lot of people die and it's kind of, I'm not, it's funny, normalized, it's normal, funny, you know, right? like or weird and unusual. But when like you watch one person like get gunned down. Like as they're escaping, you're like, that's oh, that's that's like legit. It's it's like a different kind of horrific, you know? 
it just like touches different buttons in your in your brain. Absolutely. Plus, we were all so like the music, the way it was building, the yeah. the way you were reporting stuff. It was very much like we were like, oh, he's flying away, he's escaped. Even though we we're like, oh, he escaped. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. But also, you know, the triumphantness of and everybody was like feeling it, like and like him flying, and then it just like ended and you could even hear it like the music like wound down yeah it like stopped the the underscoring like disparitions music and it just like then it, sometimes when you really want to send focus to something that silence can really make it yeah. more impactful and instead of having like the backing music like we normally do where it's just like like elated and excited to being really depressed empty. and somber it sounds very mm-hmm. empty you know, mm-hmm. when there's no underscore. Yeah, it hits hard, this staggering commentary on the death penalty. Joseph, that's how Joseph feels about the death penalty, is that he's uh, against it. <laughs> that's what he said. He said, he's like, what episode are you doing? <laughs> talking to him tonight. He's like, what episode are you doing? I'm this one. He's like, oh yeah, I'm against the death penalty. Um, <laughs> he's like, you can tell everybody. So, yeah. You can tell everybody. He also said, fun fact, is that when they were creating the character of Hadassah, he had uh, like always hoped that one day Tatiana Maslany would play Hadassah. Um, that's the actress who played uh, the TV show Orphan Black. Uh, remember that? Oh my With all gosh! The all the different characters that she played. She was Joseph's oh my like gosh, fantasy. That would be so was good. Hadassah is played by Tatiana Maslany. In our mind canons, she is her. They can be. Yep. Up next, we hear from fans and friends of the podcast, but first, a conversation about this episode's weather, which was Icarus by Sims. Friends, I I really love this song. I thought it was fun. And as we were sitting here listening to it, I was like, I know this person's voice. And I was trying to like be patient and not like look it up. And I was like, this sounds like a Doomtree person. I don't know who it is. Because I can never tell who anybody is unless I've like toured with them personally, and I haven't toured with Sims. But like, we almost I we came really close. Oh well, maybe one day. But um, I really actually enjoyed this um, song very much. Uh, As you know, I love the hippie hoppies and the 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 rap musics. So I um, very much enjoyed this. It had a great beat, and I enjoyed uh, his lyricism. Oh, yeah. Classic June Tree, like super smart lyrics, always. Mm-hmm. Yep. Smart, clean, neat, fun. Really, yeah, I really like this. Really like the song. Really like Sims. Really like the music of, that is of this style. Uh, so, this is off of Sims' 2016 album, More Than Ever, which debuted uh, November 11th of 2016, which is uh, this episode came out November 15th of oh, 2016, wow. I think. So, wow. this was like a kind of part of the premiere of that. Um, and then, this is Sims' statement about the album, uh, which I thought I found it today and I thought it was, was cool. So, I think I'll read it. So this is about the album more than ever. 
Life and loss and dance parties, sex and love and fractal math. Sims wrote more than ever last winter in the wake of some personally trying times, death and sickness in his immediate circle of friends and family. And he decided that the only acceptable answer to big loss is big joy, urgent, defiant, unapologetic joy. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought that's a wow. good statement <clears throat> of purpose for an album. I just also just like the having an answer to big loss is big joy, urgent to fight, yeah. unapologetic joy. And I, you know what? I love that. I, in the face of a lot of pain and loss, I feel like that is also my approach and has been my approach um, during some of the most trying times of my life. So I, I totally can echo that. Um, and also I wanted to mention, because this song is called Icarus, and of course most of us know about the mythology where Icarus and uh, like they flew cl- too close to the sun because they had wings that had like that were attached with wax and then it like made the, f- the feathers come off and then they fell and then Icarus fell from the sky. Um, but it was very, a lot of times our weather doesn't play into the story, but this one was very apropos, and I really enjoyed that too. And I, it made me almost like see Hiram. Yeah, you know what I mean. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, the fact that the episode was called Flight. Yeah. The song is about Icarus, and there was a lot of lyrics of like falling. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was pretty. I, and I know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure that you know, like they don't do, they don't match it up the music to the to the theme but you have to wonder every once in a while you're like okay come on this is just too good here it's just like total by chance i think this is random because i yeah because i think that this was you know just to put a, a song from sims's new album on the show oh yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know if it was like which one and then like i don't know if there was any curation in that department but there probably wasn't Um, And it's just like this beautiful, happy, happy coincidence, which I think happens sometimes with with making collaborative art. And that's, you know, what we're doing here with what, you know, with this podcast is that you have the the writers kick it to Cecil and then that gets kicked to John and then that gets, you Mm -hmm. know, and then the weather gets folded into that. So it is this sort of coming together. And yeah, it's one of the magics of collaboration is that pieces fit together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's good collaboration. So allows our brains to right, draw sure. connections, which is our yeah, our look, yeah. Don't yeah, don't forget the the, the listener is just as much a collaborate a collaborator, you know, as all the others. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'd be collaborating on our own in our apartments. Yeah, just collaborating all night long. <laughs> Are you collaborating in there? Not currently. <laughs> yeah. No. Speaking of collaboration But we could collaborate on something delicious Right now Something, I don't know Hot Something cheesy cheesy, And full of our fans We're talking about the fan zone cow zone Fan zone Stay right there Good morning Night Vale will return After a brief break First up in the fan zone, we have Rhiannon. Rhiannon writes, my darling and wonderful tri-hosts. 
I have obtained some very important information from my 91-year-old mama. Here in Indiana, we have a thing called sugar cream pie. Now, according to my mama, in parts of Kentucky and Tennessee, sugar cream pie is either is called either transparent or invisible pie. So I hope that you enjoy looking up recipes and try and trying real invisible pie. The only tip that I can give you is that you should not make your own pie crust for this. Store-bought pie crust is best for this endeavor. I don't know why, just trust me on that. Now, for my mind canon, boomy echo voice. Okay, wait, let me go back. Now for my mind canon. I thoroughly believe that Night Vale is simply Albuquerque, New Mexico in an alternate dimension. The way you can get to Night Vale is by accidentally falling in a in the coat closet in any given radio station in Albuquerque or by traveling through where the closet simply is located. Only certain closets hold this pathway at certain times of day when the right planets are aligned. And the right stars are in the proper positions when particular planets are in retrograde. Also, it absolutely has to be on accident. And that is why Bugs Bunny always takes the wrong turn in Albuquerque. Huh. Or as he says, Albuquerque. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this theory and that it brightens your days. Happy birthday, whether it is belated or early or happy whatever holiday it is. Or is coming up when you read this. In light and especially darkness, Rhiannon Hart. Wow, Rhiannon, thank you so much. First of all, yes, this, your mind canon brought me so much joy. I love Albuquerque. Uh, it is one of our fa- my favorite places when we are visiting, doing shows, because it's such a weird and strange place. And I hope that we can get to Night Vale through one of their strange closets. Um, I'm more curious about this invisible pie, sugar cream pie. You know, you know, I'm going to be looking this up. Of course, you would be. Like, can we make this? We're like literally after we finish recording, it's going to be like, let's look up this invisible pie. I bet you we can. Mm -hmm. We had talked about before uh, Meg and Hal and I that potentially it could be like almost like a gelatin based type thing where it's like. A clear gelatin, but I would be interested in trying this and seeing how it works out. I bet it's a lot of corn syrup. I bet it's a lot of corn syrup or cornstarch. Googling it right now. Indiana sugar cream pie. Okay, Whoa. hang on. Oh, it looks good. Oh, it's Indiana state pie. This rich nutmeg dusted Whoa. custard pie also goes Ooh. by the name Hoosier pie. Who's your pie? Who's your pie? Oh, desperation pie. Oh. Uh, Deep dive. Anyway, I will. Wow. Uh, I'll put what I my findings on the Patreon, and maybe I'll make it for Thanksgiving. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, make that invisible pie. That's why I put this one in the calzone this week because this is technically our Thanksgiving episode. So, ooh, sometimes you got to talk about pie. Oh, maybe we should make a Thanksgiving, uh, Night Vale Thanksgiving. That'd be horrifying. <laughs> Let's see here. Logan writes. Hi, Meg, Symphony, and Hal. I'm a latecomer to Night Vale, September or October of 2019. Later still to Good Morning Night Vale after getting current on WTNV during my three-plus-mile walk to and from my current job at the gym. 
It has been an utter delight, though sometimes unsettling with some of the creepier sound design whilst walking poorly lit rural roads on the way home and mildly inglorious, excuse me, and mildly injurious at the gym when I bust out laughing at inopportune moments. I've been doing my second listen of WTNV, alternating with the episodes of GMNV, and when it came to cassette, I was reminded of the impression that I got when young Cecil starts making the choking noises that he has been possessed by the spirit of the position to make him Leonard's proper replacement, moving from host to host. ba 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 Through the mirror, and in effect, killing the Cecil that was in the process of remaking him. I think this might be borne out in a story about Huntokar, where she speaks at length about Cecil. And while my recollection is vague at this moment, I remember a strong impression of him being a vessel of her will, if not an avatar or prophet, necessarily. It's like at least her anointed champion in a way. Perhaps the strangling moment in cassettes is her emerging from the mirror. What better channel for one who shattered reality to possess and reshape him? Secondly, and much more briefly, since the subject of the re-education method keeps cropping up on my GMNV, my initial belief was that it involved drugs and or occult powers. But the recurring theme of everyone here is bad at their jobs has swayed me somewhat more towards towards Hal's theory of it just being a good drubbing to the head with pipes. The powers that can be no doubt have access to far more advanced methods, but likely can't be bothered when good old-fashioned repeated head trauma can do so much to mess with one's noodle. <laughs> Lastly, for now at least, the discussion of colon hydrotherapy got me thinking, because while I am no particular fan of having things up my rump, as I proceed past the midway point of my 30s, a couple weeks respite from farts sounds quite appealing. <laughs> However, working at a hospital, I've learned a lot about gut flora, the beneficial bacteria living in the intestines that aid in digestion and nutrient absorption and play an important role in the immune system. They also make up the majority of the mass of your healthy poops, if I recall correctly. After a little research, my fears were confirmed and a few more. Hydrotherapy can significantly disrupt or even wipe out your gut flora and in some cases even cause injury when administrated, administered by unqualified operators. This is particularly troubling if you end up hospitalized since a common hospital-acquired infection is Clostridum difficile. I'll let Dr. Google fill in the details. And while if exposed, your gut flora normally keep it in check, it can colonize if they have been compromised by such factors as extreme age or immune deficiency, strong antibiotics, or say, getting them all power washed out of you. I'm not judging or saying never do it, but if you're planning another go of it, definitely vet the providers to make sure they are safe. Practice extra hand hygiene while the friendly bacteria repopulate and stay the hell away from risk environments, which now that I think about it, I guess means don't do it while you're on tour. Stress, travel, hotels, crowds, trust me, you do not want C. Oh, C. diff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't want colostridum difficile, especially not on the road. Feel free to edit for length and clarity. Ha! Keep it weird, but safe. J. Logan Clark, not the Logan previously quoted in two separate episodes. Smiley face with a P tongue sticking out. Wow. We went on a journey there, you guys. It's been zero days. It's been zero days.
That was quite the journey. I I was like, cool, Night Vale, yeah, cassette. Oh, oh, wait, what am I talking about? Poop. Poop. We're talking about poop? I thought it was important to include this one because the three of us are reunited. Yeah, we're the only ones who've experienced it. We're the OG. I mean, so, you know, to, 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 to reply... I've been thinking about going back, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's been, what, like like multiple years? Many oh, yeah. Years. We were talking about it when I got here. <laughs> but I think, like, it was also one of those experiences where the woman, are, the, the woman who, like, mm-hmm. administered it, she was so amazing. And the, mm-hmm. the like, the, the house and, like, the, the, you know, the sterile environment was so, like, everything felt proper and safe, and I felt well mm-hmm. taken care of, and also, like, spiritually taken care of, you yeah, know? totally. Was, like, a part of it that I, I almost don't want to ruin it by going to, like, a place where it's like, here, put this up your butt. Right. All right, squat in the corner over there, you know? Like, something horrible like that. You're like, oh, this was such a lovely moment a few years back. And now I'm trying to recreate that, and it's terrible. But also, I've been eating a lot of barbecue. And listen, we might need a little little clean out, a little hose down. It really was a special moment in time. And I think maybe that's why we talk about it so much on this program, is because it was a unique experience, maybe a once or twice or three times in a lifetime experience. And yeah, yeah. Was we really were very well taken care of by Lori. 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 She was great. It just goes to show you, like, it really, it really does come down to environment and, you know, where you're at personally, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate everyone. And no, no one wants to get C. diff. No one wants to get that. Um, and yes, Cecil, very much the same. If I, if it weren't for Lori, I don't know if we would have had such a positive experience. And um, maybe we'll find her again in this wonderful world. Yeah, it's I something so. that can definitely go wrong. But for all of us, it went right. Anyway, it did. all right. Carolyn writes, Hi, good morning, Night Vale folks. I just wanted to write in and say how much I love your show and to tell my little story of how I found WTNV because I'm a relatively new fan. There's an amazing novel by Alice Osman called Radio Silence, and one of the characters listens to WTNV, and the author recommends the podcast at the end of the book. I read this book last November in my senior year of high school in Germany. I had a listening comprehension test in English coming up, so my teacher told us to go find something we like to listen to so we can practice for the test, and I decided to check out Night Vale and fell in love instantly. It got me through a time of trying to figure out what I want to do with my future, and just like late 2020 in general, and the last year of high school stress. This podcast means so much to me now. I've only been a fan for a year, but I really appreciate everything everyone involved in making the show does. I love y'all. By the way, I did really well in my English exam, and getting into podcasts definitely helped a lot. Thank you guys. The day I wrote my last exam, I got home and watched the All Hail live stream show that happened a few days earlier from that, and it made me so happy. There are so many reasons I love this show, and I can't list them all, but I just want to say that the last episode you talked about, All Right, is one of my favorites, and it's definitely my comfort episode. I like Love how it breaks the fourth wall in the end. Night Vale has been like a place for me to go when real life was stressful and has brought me a lot of happiness. I also love Good Morning Night Vale, and I hope that whoever reads this feels appreciated. This was longer than I wanted to write, but I hope you all know how much this show means to me. 
Sincerely, Carolyn. P.S. I talked about this podcast a lot with my friends because I love it so much, and two of my friends started listening to it too. Thank you so much, Carolyn. That's really sweet of you. And your English is awesome. It's way better than my German. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is uh, Milch and... Uh, Danke, bitte. Danke, bitte. Zwei Bier, bitte. Yeah, zwei Bier. Ein Radler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, we love our German fans. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show. We have new Good Morning Nightville t-shirts that say that it is the official, the only official food podcast of Welcome to Night Vale. And uh, mm-hmm. so that's good. And we have towels. They're like tea towels and they have a drawing of the fan zone calzone on it as, long as, as well as a list of ingredients. And they're very cool. One of them is in my kitchen right now. So next Mine episode, too. when we hear from you, when you hear from us again we're going to be talking about michigan 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 anyway until then good morning night vale good morning good morning night vale is a night vale presents production it is hosted by symphony sanders meg bashwinner and guest hosted by cecil baldwin It is edited by Felicia Dominguez and mixed by Vincent Caccione. It is produced by Meg Bashwinner. The music by Disparition. Special thanks to our fans who submitted their thoughts this week. Leave us a voicemail at 929-277-2050 or email us at info at goodmorningnightvale.com to share your theories and ask questions or to tell us your feelings about turkey meatloaf. This show is powered by our Patreons like Kate Mix, Vivica Carriage, Eleanor Bagus, Nathaniel Grubbs, and Ashley Stern. If you are interested in supporting this show in exchange for lots of fun, exclusive, inside, hyper-cool kid content, check us out at patreon.com backslash goodmorningnightvale. For more info on this show, go to goodmorningnightvale.com and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at nightvalechat. Special thanks to Joella Knapp, Jeffrey Craner, and Joseph Fink. The Calzone ingredient of the week is microscopic shredded bits of retired parade balloons floating through our bloodstream. Hey y'all, it's Jeffrey Craner. So I do another fiction podcast called Within the Wires, which are stories told through the guise of found audio. Each season is a separate tale. You want a prison escape told through relaxation tapes? That's season one. Want a love story that unfurls through voice messages only? Season five. How about the revelations of an unexplained death told through a series of museum audio guides? Season two. There are seven seasons of Within the Wires for you to binge right now, each only 10 episodes long. So go get Within the Wires wherever you get your podcasts.